Hello, my name is Jonathan Lee, and this is Anchored in Truth, a podcast about how life and the gospel collide. Thank you so much for hitting play, and today we're going to be looking about creativity and faith with Dirk Dallas. Well, I'm here with my friend and who's a husband, father of four kids, a professor at California Baptist University as in graphic design, a pioneer in drone photography uh, with a, a Instagram that really, I think, Dirk, you, you kind of like started with Instagram started yeah, as Yeah, I, app, I right? downloaded Instagram actually the day it, re- it was released. So I am like, I think user, just over user 4,000. On Instagram, yeah. <laughs> which oh, which man. they have how many users now? It's like yeah, like it's, it's hundreds nuts. of millions. Yeah. yeah. And so you you have this Instagram that you yeah. manage called Fromware Drone, which has blown up um, over a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand uh, followers. You have a list of clientele or p- companies you worked with, like Nike, Toyota, Disney. You've got to work with Kobe Bryant and other stars. You've had your photography shown in different art galleries, uh, news networks like CNN, ABC News, and the list goes on. And I, I have had the privilege of knowing yep. you since <laughs> totally. seventh grade. <laughs> more, more, than, yeah. more than half my life uh, I've got to know you. And I'm sure that'll be brought up yeah. a little bit how we became friends. Um, but my first question for you is just, have you ever thought – that you would be doing this. Like go back in seventh grade. I remember you wearing a large <laughs> basketball jersey, skateboarding. Oh and and here you are today. Like is this is this like something you could could have thought of back oh, then wow, that you'd be doing this? Back. All right. Well that is hilarious. <laughs> that, I mean I was so into basketball and man, you're bringing back memories for me. So no, not at all. When I was uh thinking about what I wanted to do um, it was always going to be something like elementary school. Uh, like I want to be a teacher in elementary school. So that would be following in the footsteps of my dad, following the footsteps of my mom and my grandma. So teaching was like a big thing in our family. And honestly, I wanted to do it because I thought it was going to be just a really stable job. I, w- I remember thinking, I want to get married. I want to mm-hmm. have you know kids and I want to be able to provide for my family and um, be comfortable, to be honest. And I was like, teachers, you know, they pretty much will always exist. At least it seemed like, right. Like they don't really get fired. You need more teachers because there's more kids, um, every year. So, um, I was, I was going a really safe route. And so the, the journey I'm on now was nothing I had in mind at all. Um, you know, to be honest with you, it, it really changed when I went to Vanguard university, my freshman year, And I was studying elementary Mm -hmm. education and I was just so into like video editing video. Like I just, that's all I wanted to do. I was always like building my, you know, dream Apple computer with the, you know, right video card and the Ram and just imagined always editing and making videos. But, you know, I was obviously Mm -hmm. doing school and I just remember Alicia who at the time was my girlfriend and now is my wife, as you know, um, she just, I remember she encouraged me with something that really changed everything. And I feel like God was speaking through her. She said that she would rather have me do something that I love and, you know, we're not living the ritzy life than, um, you know, mm. have this stable job, but I'm, I'm miserable every day. 
I remember her, she, she said something. It's probably even yeah. a little more eloquent, eloquent than that. But the gist was I felt like a permission sort of from her, like, Hey, I'm not, I don't have expectations of you having to do this, this, and this, and this, you know, her goal was for us to be together, mm. to love God and, you know, um, be, you know, um, be a good witness to others. Like that was really what I, I, I remember her encouraging me with. And so that was life-changing. I, I left Vanguard, yeah. moved back to Riverside, started taking creative classes. And then like little by little things kind of, um, have, you know, turned in a direction where I am today. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of, since I had the, like I said, the privilege of knowing you, you and I used to skateboard and we used to record, yeah. like make skateboard videos. So, I mean, even when you were younger, there was this inkling of this type of yeah. thing in your life. Um, you know, you've kind of always been drawn, I think, to that. And look, at you still are teaching. It's just in a different way. Uh, not like you thought elementary school, but now as a professor at a college and, and something right. you love like doing, which is amazing. That's what's interesting is how it's actually come um, full circle. It was like, I still, I, there, I it was more than yep. just actually a stable job looking back. Like there was still something there about wanting to teach, wanting to, you know, invest in others, but it just, it's, it's actually, you know, mm. just a, a little bit different of a path of teaching one that I never even, you know, thought about, but you know, too, just as a fun fact, John, like, yeah. Whenever I get asked about my creative journey, I actually go back to our skateboarding days. And, you know, the story I usually tell is mentioning how, you know, you, me, some of the others that we hung out with would always skate. And I, I would just say that I wasn't like that good at skating, but like, I remember my grandpa had that video camera, that high eight. Yeah. And he let me borrow yep. it. And so I just started shooting cause you were good. James was good. And I just started shooting you guys. And then you took that class in high school where you actually took all the footage and put it together into mm -hmm. a video. And then that's when like a lot of, I had a lot of star wipes. That video is rad. I'd actually love to see it if you find it somehow, <laughs> but that was actually like a collaboration between yeah. me and you. Cause th that was the footage that we all shot together mm -hmm. and you made it into a video and it was like, Whoa. And then I remember, you know, in high school there was uh, obviously the, the expensive equipment to actually make that video. You were actually in a class, but we, we always mm -hmm. wanted to make more videos. And so we figured out like how to do it with windows movie maker. And then that started everything for me. Like, Oh, we could do this in on a computer. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. And, and so kind of even how did the whole concept of like drone photography come into play? Because I mean, you, like I said, you're like a pioneer. Yeah. When it comes so, to that you kind know, if, if I'm just going to be honest with you and be real, but um, you know, 2010 i download instagram um and then i was on the platform pretty early and actually before that the iphone came out a couple years before that i was taking photos with my phone and like really trying to take good photos and then instagram instagram came out and i started to share my work and i started to slowly gain a following because in the early days no one was really taking instagram seriously in terms of like uh oh this is a real mm -hmm. photo photo platform is just like a way to show what you're up to your lunch or whatever, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I was in the group yeah. that was trying to actually do like really cool uh, imagery with my phone, the iPhone at the time. And, um, you know, so little by little, I started to gain a following and, you know, I remember I, I get around, you know, a hundred thousand followers, <laughs> uh, 150,000 followers, 200,000 followers. And I'm kind of starting to think I'm a big deal. Um, if I'm being 
Yeah, if I'm being honest with you, it's like, John, <laughs> I'm approaching the time, you know, the the um, number of followers would equal, you know, the number of citizens in the, the city that we live in. And so it was like, oh, my gosh, like, in a, yeah. in a weird way, it's like, I'm kind of like a digital mayor, sort of, you know, like, just the dumbest things are going through my mind. But, I was, <laughs> you know, think about it. I'm getting all yeah. this praise. That I post a photo, and everyone's like, oh, awesome, so cool. Wow, you're such a great photographer. Wow. Well, I'm just getting all this praise. So I'm just starting to like get this ego. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. I think I'm kind of a big deal. And then, you know, I realize without, um, well, I don't realize I should say, but without me realizing, um, I'm starting to neglect my family. Actually. Um, I'm getting consumed mm. with just taking photos and posting and commenting and making friends with people online. And, that's then at the expense of my family. I'm not spending as much time with them. I'm consumed in my mm-hmm. phone. And so that was going on for a bit. And then my uh, wife, Alicia, obviously, um, as you know, you know her. I'm just trying to say it because of the listeners. But Alicia um, <laughs> basically like called me out one day and it was like, what are you doing? And that like really like rocked my world. She wasn't feeling loved. She wasn't feeling seen, heard cared for um and that was a that was a big turning point for me to be honest because i didn't Mm. want my family to feel like that at all i didn't want alicia to feel like that but it goes to show how man you just bring a little bit of pride and it's not that i opened that door completely to it it just seeped in unchecked and it just kind of grew kind of grew like a weed and then one day i look back i'm like oh my gosh like i'm tangled in this and so i really had to um, yeah I really had to make some big changes. I had to set boundaries. Uh, I had to take a big break. Um, so I've learned a lot from that. And it, it takes a lot more effort for me now um, in terms of how I use social. Um, I actually am very methodical mm-hmm. about it in terms of when I'm doing it and stuff like that because I need boundaries because I don't want it to seep in again. Yeah. But yeah, that that's kind of the story with like the Instagram. And then so... Just to kind of sh- go from there, I guess that was a long way to answer this question, but I, I was all, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, and I, and I, I appreciate, I was going to say, I appreciate your honesty because, and I would, I would tell you like that happens, I think in any sphere, mm-hmm. same at church, you know, as a pastor, I can find myself getting yeah. the, the accolades of praise a man yeah. and loving it and neglecting my family. And I had a, like for me, I had to realize like, I don't want to mm-hmm. make the church an idol. Yeah. I don't want to. And yeah, it's a good thing. You know, church is good. Just like what you're using it for is a good thing. But it's crazy how good things can exactly. become idols if we're not careful. Same thing, Alyssa, my wife, she had to like kind of mm. say, hey, do you love the church yeah. more than us? And I was like, oh, my yeah. goodness, that was a huge eye opener. Like never thought of it. And I don't want my kids to hate mm. the church. I want them to love the church. But if they see daddy loving the church more than them, like what does that teach them kind of thing? So, you know, I think that's a very wise thing that you said. And I think it goes across all platforms, all mediums, all workplaces. Like you could easily do that. And so I appreciate you being honest about that. That That's huge. So, yeah. okay. So what so, took place after um, that? Like you were saying. So now I'll go to about 2014. Uh, I was getting a little tired of the photography I was doing. Um, it was kind of the same stuff. I, I kind of, I kind of uh, was just shooting honestly to have something to post. Uh, my motivation was, w- w- had changed. And so I was like, I need, like, I need to stop this. Mm-hmm. I need a new challenge. Uh, I need, I need to go in a different direction. And at the time there was something called a quadcopter and that basically was uh, DJI's first drone. 
where it had four propellers. And that was significant because that meant you could have something flying that would actually be very stable. And that was a big deal because mm-hmm. um, I don't know, actually, John, if you knew this, it was maybe a little bit after, yeah, it was maybe a little bit after we were in high school together, but I got into a little bit uh, of flying like electric helicopters and electric airplanes. Yeah. yeah. And so yep. after spending yeah. like countless hours trying to do that and crashing and repairing and paying lots of money, like it was just such a headache. <laughs> I kind of gave up on it. But then this thing called a drone came out, which means that you could actually fly and it would be stable and not crash uh, as easily as those others. Um, and then I could attach a GoPro to it. It was like, oh, this might be actually uh-huh. a way to combine two things I'm very interested in. And it's it's brand new. So that's how they used to do it. Just yeah, the old days of flying huh? the drone was like a li- was more oh. complicated than it is today. Um, like you, like even the yeah. GoPro. Like I, my my early drone photos, I didn't even uh, know what I what I was really seeing. It was guessing. <laughs> yeah, it was literally guessing. Like yeah. I would have the I would have the the GoPro in time lapse mode, so it would take a photo every five seconds, and I just kind of like, oh, I think this uh-huh. is the right position to put the drone and you know, you can't really see it cause it's so up high and I go back to my computer and then, you know, did I get lucky? Like <laughs> hopefully I got a shot. Yeah. So yeah. I, I started wow. off um, Crazy. very early. There was, there wasn't a lot of people to ask and there wasn't really any resources. And so that was a fun challenge and that's how I got into it is it was to do something new. Yeah. So literally pioneered in, in how it happened and what you did. That's crazy. Like just and now look at like it yeah. comes with a camera. You can see it through your phone or your and iPad. They automatically that fly, way. Like, right? It's crazy they automatically to see fly. how it's much. Crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, that's great. Well, let me ask you this question, kind of bridging the gap between I know you as a as a Christian, someone who loves Jesus. How do you see creativity and uh, the fact of like God is creator? I mean, I've always been intrigued with that, but I want to kind of hear your take on how you've kind of seen how God creates and what does that mean for yeah, us so with our creativity? The more I study creativity, the more I'm um, fascinated with it because I think my early, like if you were to ask me even in high school, it was like, what is, you know, what is a, what's creativity? What is a creative person? It's just like, well, you know, it's the, the person over there that paints, you know, I'd point to that person and my mind has just really mm-hmm. been opened up um, in just my years of studying, doing my MFA uh, having to do with my thesis. And, um, you know, I've come to realize uh, even more in a deep way that just that God is the ultimate creator. He's the ultimate designer and we are made in his image. And because we are made in his image, that changes mm-hmm. everything. It, it changes everything from just how we are to treat people, how we're to love people, how we're to see people. Even that homeless person mm-hmm. on the corner of the street, right, that we feel like is a drain on the society, contributes nothing. They're just drugged out. It's like, well, Having having the belief that everyone is created in the image of God changes then how I need to view that person. Um, and so with yeah. that being said, if I just said that I believe God is the ultimate creator, the ultimate the design, designer who's made heavens and the earth, right? Then that means actually all of us are creative. And for some weird reason, you know, creativity usually gets, gets lumped into like the painting, the drawing kind of circles. But Mm-hmm. Man, I, I've just seen how s- there's so many people that are creative in so many different ways. I think of my grandpa, who was just so creative with how he would fix things, uh, whether it be a car or something at someone's house. Mm-hmm. I think about 
the doctors um, uh, who are creating, uh, you know, vaccines or creating uh, medicines or whatever they're creating, right? Some, some way to help uh, someone's body to heal or to prevent some type of disease. Yeah. Or right, the engineer who builds who builds that bridge so that we can cross over it with a car, right? It's like creativity actually exists everywhere yeah. and it looks differently. And to lump just people who paint or take pictures or who can draw as creative is actually um, not painting the full picture. We're all creative. It looks different. Um, mm-hmm. But we are creative because we come from uh, the ultimate creator that changes everything. Yeah. That's good. I think it's like the idea of how God told Adam, like you, he was to not only have dominion over the animals, mm-hmm. which you see him naming the animals, but really like yeah. the idea of working with your hands. And what does that look like? And I think that could, and now even with technology, it's mm-hmm. like, well, we're working with our minds and putting into practice different ways. So that's really good. Yeah. Talking about the image of God, I think that's huge because I, even now today, which I had a recent podcast about race, racism, and how the church should respond, that was a topic is we're made in the image of God. And what does that look like? So I think that was that's huge for us. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm curious, um, you, like I mentioned earlier in the beginning, your clientele list is huge. So obviously, there's been a wide open doors for you to go to places, travel, be around um, probably some some big name people like Kobe Bryant. But how, how do you think it's um, God has opened these doors for you to kind of be a light there yeah, in so those settings? One of the things that I've had to unpack a little bit um, in my personal creative journey is like, what is, what is like, what does it mean to be like a follower of Christ doing work in the world? And, um, you know, if I'm being honest with you, uh, my early days was like, how do I put like John three sixteen on something? so that I can save someone. So like, you know, I'll give you a ridiculous example, but it's mm-hmm. like, if, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm a shoe designer and I want to create cool shoes and it's like, Oh, but I also want to save people. It's like, what do I do? Do I, you know, write John three sixteen over that whole shoe, right. To save someone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. that's kind of though, <laughs> you know, I'm coming out of a, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of a mindset where I want, I want people to have what I've discovered. Right. And so, yeah. Well, and it's, and it's kind of like the idea yeah. of like Christian, everything, you know, Christian yeah. clothes, Christian <laughs> underwear, even like, like you have that mindset, but the, the, that divide is, well, that's not, the thing that's there, interesting you know? is as we so, really yeah, start I, to I, unpack that, we really see like, is this actually reaching people that I'm trying to actually you know, yeah. share a message with, or is it actually dividing us because <laughs> it's putting me in kind of some little cul-de-sac where I'm just kind of in this club and, you know, really it's a bubble and I never get out of that bubble or I I'm saying one thing, but it's just not even resonating. Like that's the thing that I think will frustrate me sometimes with, you know, um, things in let's say the Christian market, if you will, is that we sometimes we focus so much on function. Like it has to do, this shoe has to save people. So there's the function that we then leave out, right, the form. And I think that that's actually where Mm -hmm. it's not a, does this come first, does that come first? Like, if we believe that God is the source of beauty, then beauty in and of itself is good. Like, that is just a natural good. So what makes something beautiful? Mm -hmm. Well, then that's the big question for someone to pursue. Well, I would say, like, well, that means I'm going to do things with excellence. I'm going to do things honestly. 
I'm going to do things to actually love my neighbor. Like the picture of like what it means to do something beautifully actually starts to get even bigger. It's not just like, well, make the shoe and then put a verse on it. It's like, actually like, wow, our responsibility is really big. Like, what about the materials? Like, am I using good materials or is this shoe going to fall apart in in a week? Right. Is, am I price gouging, excuse me? Uh, am I price gouging my, my, uh, customers or is this, you know, a fair price? Like that's, that's reasonable, um, uh, for what's being shared. Mm-hmm. And so my mindset of, you know, what is good, what is true, what is beautiful has actually completely changed the way I look at everything. So it's, it's shifted from yeah. this idea oh, of how do I get, you know, how do I get this exact function out of something to man? I actually need to consider so much more. And really that's where the Holy spirit comes in where I don't always know what the outcome is, John. Like I don't always know when I go on set and yeah, I, I, I've worked with Kobe Bryant several times. Uh, my interaction with him is, uh, my interaction with him was not much like, you know, he's, he's such a busy guy that, you know, he even has a body double where everything gets like marked where he stands, where the lights go, all that. So that he can basically just walk on set, do the thing pretty quick and then get, get onto his next thing. So the majority of the time though, yeah. I'm with this crew, this big crew, we eat lunch together, we set up together. And it's like those interactions are actually things where we're, you know, we're, we have opportunity to get to know each other. Like it seems to always pop up like, yeah, oh, good. you know, oh, what else? So what else do you do? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm a professor at California Baptist University. You know, that's that always gets a little bit of a look like, right. The word Baptist is in there. It's like, oh, like, you know, you must. So you must hate <laughs> these people. You must not believe in this. You, you don't care about this. Right. All these assumptions. Yeah. But then, you know, over time, um, you know, whether it's maybe a short shoot or it's a longer project, you know, they're actually getting to know me. And, you know, um, I've been told that you know, um, that they, I've been told uh, at certain points that they've had some assumption, someone's had an assumption about me that, you know, wasn't correct. And they realized like, wow, like you're actually a, you're actually a pretty cool person. I kind of wrote you off a little bit in the beginning. And I think that like, that goes to show that, um, you know, it's not just about what we say, but it's about what we do. And it's about how those two things interact, right? Like how are these? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, that's, that's insightful because it shows that you're looking at this as a bigger picture because uh, really the one of the, I think the best compliments you could ever receive from someone mm. is that they know something's different about you. Like they know that, Hey, they may not know exactly the term is called being a Christian, but they like, there's something that stands out about you and you didn't even have to say anything, you know? And I think that's like one of the best things. And so you exemplify, exemplify Christ by what you do and how you do it. And so here you have a platform. You're able to um, be used in doors that some people probably would never walk into a church. You know, they're in this field that they're artistic and they're just like, yeah, the church is not their thing. And yet you have a chance to be a light there, which I think is uh, really cool. Like just to see how the Lord's used you, Dirk. And I know he and probably maybe not on this side of eternity, you'll know your impact. But when you go to heaven, I think you'll see like, man, look at how the Lord used you in these different settings that aren't very common, you know, for for I think Christians, because there is uh, that divide that we talked about. So I think that's huge. So I, I really appreciate you sharing um, your heart and just everything. I don't know if there's uh, any last thing you want to tell our listeners about um, just kind of to encourage them in their walk, especially with creativity, 
if you have any yeah, last thoughts you want to add? Yeah, I guess I would just say that, um, you know, the biggest thing I've learned about creativity that is um, the thing that keeps me going is creativity is really a bridge. It's a bridge for us to connect with God, and it's a bridge for us to connect with people. So, right, that's just like Mark 12, 30, right? To love God and to love your neighbor. And so what's mm-hmm. what's amazing about that is when you really dive into creativity, it's not just like about uh, making something cool, but that is fun, right? It's, it's not about just like, oh, like I'm going to do this and get paid and now I can provide dinner for my family, right? That's good, right? Those are good things. But it's like it, it it's more amazing yeah. when you take a bigger picture of like wow what is the p- point of this and so when I'm creating I'm constantly then in this state of like wow I'm I'm humbled uh, wow God thank you for this gift wow God look at your creation you know um, I'm getting like I'm getting a, a little peek a small glimpse of like what it's like for the ultimate designer to create because the things that we create as man yeah. compare nothing to what God creates. God creates ex nihilo, right? You know that he creates out of nothing, man. Every single thing that we create is because of what God has created. So even too, like I'm humble. I've been humbled enough to realize that when I take a photo, awesome. I took a cool photo, right? I get praised, but it's also weird because it's like, well, I didn't make that beach and I didn't make the rocks and the sand and the color of the water. And I didn't make the way the sun is actually lighting the water. So then it's like, well, what did I make? Right? Like, I was maybe there at the right time and I yeah. captured it with the right, with good settings, but it's like that humbles me. And so, so right there, bam, it's like yeah. recognizing that there's something more, something that transcends us. Uh, and I give that, you know, all that credit to God and then to be able to connect with others. Well, when I get hired to shoot for like Nike, let's say they're not hiring me because I'm a dad of four kids. They're not hiring me because I'm a Christian they're not hiring me because, you know, I, I grew up over in this um, part of whatever. They don't actually even know those things until, like, I show up on set. They actually hired me because they saw my work. And then they're like, oh, we want to work with that yeah. guy. So the only way I got in the door yeah. was because of my work, doing work with excellence, right? Like, that's that's something that all Christians should pursue. So. If we are doing things with excellence, we are going to get invited to circles, get invited to the table. People are going to want to bring us in, invite us in, in like Nike's saying like, Hey, we want you to come in to this project. Right. I got invited. I didn't have to shove my way in. And then now I'm there at the table. Yeah. They think they're just getting Dirk, the photographer, but they're also getting Dirk, the Christian Dirk, the father, right. Et cetera, et cetera. So that's the that's kind of the picture that I've yeah. taken is like wow creativity is a bridge to connect with God and it's a bridge to connect with others and that's Mark twelve thirty to me. Yeah, that's great. I uh, I if you guys want to check out more, they could go to what DirkDallas.co. Yeah, DirkDallas.co and from where I droned. Um, you. And then also you you just got done with a book too from where I drone and they could get check that out on Amazon. Yeah, and so other the book places. just came out. It's also in Barnes and Noble and at and Target and other bookstores. Yeah, awesome. And and I I, I know I got to look a little bit of it uh, digitally, and I'm super impressed. And I know it's some of your photos, but it's just with a lot of people you've collaborated or collaborated with. Yeah, right? there's with about twenty of my own images in there, and then um, the rest are curated from the community from where I drone that I started. So 
like over 125 other photographers are featured in there and there's photos from all over the world uh, taken on all continents. Uh, that's amazing. Well, Dirk, I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for just your insight and just in the sphere of creativity and how God's used you. And uh, my hope and prayer for you is that the Lord would continue to do so in just new and amazing ways as you kind of have that desire to kind of be creative and learn different things. And who knows what the future has for you, but I know the Lord does. But uh, thank yeah, you so much, lot, man. John. I appreciate, appreciate you having me on your podcast. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm so glad that I was able to sit down and talk with my friend Dirk Dallas to talk about faith and creativity. In the description of this podcast, I put all of Dirk's information so you can find his website, follow, follow him on Instagram, or even find information about how you could purchase his book. Also, if you're listening to this through Apple Podcasts, please rate and review it as it helps me out. Again, this is Anchored in Truth, where the gospel and life collide.